everybody, this is Rich Sportsdog broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn Speaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. And of course, reach out to us, richsportstalk, gmail.com, and of course, richsportstalk.com and richsportstalk on Twitter. Got a lot of football news coming out this week, multiple episodes. Make sure you check them all out. But I wanted to start with this, and in a story that, when I first heard it, I'm like, this is absolutely crazy. But then the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And it's been going back to something I've been saying for the past couple months, it involves the Pittsburgh Steelers. When I, One of my favorite shows to watch in my free time is this show called Air Disasters on Smithsonian. And what it is, is it documents, and it's basically a documentary series, about how the FAA and all these different airline uh, protection agencies around the world solve plane crashes. Why did they happen? And what preventative measures can they take moving forward? And the biggest thread I've gotten from the series, and they say it all the time, is that an accident, there isn't just one single cause. It usually is a cascading event of different problems that add up to a disaster. And I think that perfectly illustrates what has happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the fun thing for a lot of people in the media and a lot of fans to instantly jump on is, well, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, people jump on them and say that they didn't handle it well, they shouldn't have held out, they shouldn't have demanded a trade, they shouldn't have missed the last practice. And I get a lot of it. And I understand the optics of some of their decisions don't look good. And I can understand that. That as a fan, it doesn't look good when these millionaire athletes are sitting out a full season or demanding a trade or sitting out the final game. And now they're in different places. And people keep saying, oh, we got to blame Antonio Brown. We got to blame Le'Veon Bell. And to be fair, they are part of the problem. But what have I been saying for the past couple of months? It's not them. It's the Steelers organization, and more particularly one person, and that's Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. And we saw the organization this offseason defended. The general manager said out, look, there's 52 kids under Ben Roethlisberger, which I think the 52 grown men in the locker room were like, really? Uh, really? Okay. And part of this has been the organization and the head coach enabling Ben Roethlisberger. He has had, in, in his career, multiple off-the-field incidents. And I don't mind a quarterback yelling at a player on the sideline or calling them out on the sideline in a game. But Tom Brady in a press conference doesn't call out about his his teammates. Russell Wilson doesn't call out his teammates. But Big Ben, publicly has called out receivers, teammates, instead of looking in the mirror and wondering why he's throwing multiple interception games and is struggling at times. And look, I understand he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's won the Steelers' two Super Bowls. And whenever a quarterback wins a Super Bowl, it's very hard to separate that because you understand what he's brought to the franchise. You understand his potential. And the Steelers realize they're probably not going to get a Big Ben the next time around. But with all that being said... To me, the biggest problem was still Big Ben and how the teammates responded to him and how he's able to get away with saying things and doing things off the field time and time again. Well, well, well. 
a great story came out this weekend about how, if you remember, it was Todd Haley was the former offensive coordinator, was in Cleveland last year before he got hired. And there's video, and if you watch this video, it's pretty convincing, where not only did Big Ben not like Haley's play call, but he purposely, purposely, I'm going to remind you, in an NFL game, fumbled on person purpose just to spite his offensive coordinator. Are you serious? And people are calling out Le'Veon Bell and calling out Antonio Brown. When we know Antonio Brown, one of the reasons he's out that last game is because he got in a fight with Big Ben. And Big Ben, in a game, purposely fumbled the ball just to say, you know what, I don't like your call, offensive coordinator. You know, you're full of it. You can audible out of a play. It's one step further to purposely fumble a game that could potentially cost your team a game. And you wonder why players like Le'Veon Bell and like Antonio Brown didn't want to play with Big Ben, but also see how that behavior was rewarded. Look, these guys are smart. And in Pittsburgh, it's become that old adage that I've been told by my grandparents, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, guess what? They're seeing Big Ben purposely fumble during a game, calling out players, calling out coaches, and yet he's constantly rewarded. They're like, okay, you don't like that offensive coordinator? Well, we'll get rid of him, even though you purposely sabotage his play calling. And Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are sitting there saying, well, wait a minute. We're arguably the two best players at our respective positions. Now, we've been humble, we've been quiet the first couple of years. It's our turn to get paid. And then when the Steelers say, oh, no, 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 you you don't deserve to get paid, they're like, well, wait a minute. Big Ben, you look at him, he's calling out players and coaches. He's loud and making noise. And I do believe that's part of the reason they became more outspoken in that locker room is because they saw, look, Big Ben says what he wants and gets his way. If we do that, maybe we'll get our way. So for the Steelers, who are have been subtly calling out these two, and I agree, and I preface this sh- episode by saying, I don't agree with how they handled everything. I don't agree with how certain actions by both players were carried out. But I get where they're coming from. And this is a culture that has been created in Pittsburgh, which is it's been about the me culture. When you look at the Patriots, Tom Brady takes a pay cut. It's all about the team. In Pittsburgh, it was all about the individual. I want to remind you, a professional quarterback, and arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback, because he didn't like a play call. And you look at Aaron Rodgers. It didn't get along with Mike McCarthy, but at least Aaron Rodgers had the respect to say, okay, I'm at least going to audible out of a play and give my team a chance instead of, Oh, I don't like your play call. I'm going to purposely fumble the football. If a kid in high school or in college did that, could you imagine if a quarterback at Alabama, the offensive coordinator called a play, and he's like, I don't like that play. I'm going to purposely fumble this football. He probably would be off the team before midnight that night. A high schooler would probably never see the field again. But we're talking about one of the best quarterbacks of the past decade and a half. And if you watch the video, and 
you can get your own interpretation, but you watch fullback knows he's not getting the football. And the more you watch it, you can kind of tell. It doesn't look too like Ben's trying too hard to throw, hold on to the football right there. I mean, this is just incredible. And people, all I've heard this offseason, all Antonio Brown was to blame for the Steelers' trouble. It's Le'Veon Bell to blame. And no one's talking about Mike Tomlin or they're talking about Big Ben. It, it, to me, it's similar to what's happening in New York with the Giants. The Giants are protecting Eli Manning, even though he's declined significantly the last couple of years. Big Ben still plays at a high level, but you look at it, the Steelers had arguably, I can't remember a time in football where I, you could make the case that a team had the number one quarterback, potentially the number one receiver and the number one running back, especially. I can't remember a time where, and I went through the list in my head, I could think of a lot of teams with the number one receiver or close to a top five quarterback, but they never had um, a top five run back. You could maybe make the case the 49ers in the midst of their dynasty. But even then, it wasn't a big name running back. It wasn't like they had, you know, even the Cowboys. I mean, they have... Ezekiel Elliott won the best running backs in the game, and Amari Cooper's a good receiver, but I don't think he's a top five receiver, and Dak Prescott's certainly not a top ten quarterback. I mean, you look at what they've had and the players that they've brought in and the talent that they have on that team, and they've underachieved. And a lot of this, to me, reflects on the quarterback. The quarterback is the leader of your team. He's the CEO, and players will respond to him. And we've seen that in Pittsburgh. What has happened the last couple of years when Big Ben has acted out, when he's called out teammates in the media? All of a sudden, you're seeing these other Pittsburgh Steelers players saying, wait a minute, we're not going to take this. We're going to be outspoken. We're going to talk. And then when the Steelers are like, oh, no, rein it in, you're, you can see why they're upset with the organization. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling us to rein it in and Big Ben can get a pass? I think one great example of where this could have potentially blown up and there's multiple cases of it. It was in the Thurman Thomas football life on FL Network. It was in the 30 for 30. The Four Falls of Buffalo was the story about the Buffalo Bills, which in the very beginning you had Jim Kelly and you had Thurman Thomas there. And it was public knowledge that, look, the Bills were not good before they went to their four Super Bowls. They were struggling. They were called the bickering Bills. There's a lot of tension in that locker room. And Jim Kelly called out the offensive line for not blocking for him. So then Thurman Thomas responded, basically calling out Jim Kelly, saying, look, he's got to play better, and he shouldn't be calling out his teammates. And the story goes that Bill Polian called Thurman Thomas into his office and was reprimanding him, and Thurman Thomas said, wait a minute, have you talked to Jim Kelly? And they went, no. He's like, well, don't talk to me before you talk to Kelly, because he started this whole situation. And they said, you know what? You're right. And guess what happened? They got them in the room together. They aired out their grievances. And then together, they formed arguably one of the best. I still consider them a dynasty. I know a lot of people say they had to win a Super Bowl, but they made the four straight Super Bowls. And you looked at how that was handled, and you look at what could have been in Pittsburgh. If Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown got into a room and just aired out their grievances, and if Big Ben agreed to it, if, if they said, look, Ben... We understand you're frustrated, but you cannot call us out. Not only call us out in the locker room, but don't do it publicly. 
And look, Antonio Brown has had his warts. He had the Facebook Live video in the locker room, which I did not agree with. I it, it just there's certain things that you just look at, and everyone's just looking at Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell because they've moved on from Pittsburgh. But the sad part is, when we're going to look back on this, we're going to look at Pittsburgh as a disappointment with all the talent they had. I mean, we're talking about a team and Big Ben. I think when we look back on his career, yeah, he won two Super Bowls. But the first one, he was carried by an elite defense and a great running game and a great coach in Bill Cowher. And he did have a great performance in that second Super Bowl. But since then, you look at the talent that they've put around him. Every year, it just feels like Pittsburgh's unachieved. And we're going to look back at the roster, especially if Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell keep having great careers. And they could potentially be Hall of Famers. If we look back, like let's say they both end up in Can, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Won't it be a detriment on Ben Roethlisberger when we look back and say, man, Ben couldn't get along with those two. He couldn't keep them together, couldn't keep them on that team, couldn't keep them happy. I mean, Pittsburgh couldn't win another Super Bowl. Big Ben couldn't get a third or fourth ring with that talent around him. And I understand the Patriots are there, but Pittsburgh's offensive talent, it's is so much better than the Patriots. The Patriots just have a good system, and they all buy in, and they buy into their quarterback. So when I saw this video, it's incredible. I have never seen a quarterback sabotage a team like this and make a statement like that. I've seen coaches, look, quarterbacks can call out play calling, and Big Ben is no stranger to that. He's done it publicly multiple times. And I have no problem with them disagreeing with the play calls. But at least give your team a chance to win. You look, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, they didn't get along at the end. But Aaron at least would audible into plays that he thought would work. And there was disagreement about that. But at least he didn't purposely say, you know what, I'm just going to throw a couple picks right now just to spite my head coach or purposely fumble the football. I never saw that happen. And it just shows you how petty Big Ben can be. When we look back on his talent, could we not make the case with the talent, especially in Pittsburgh, around him, that two Super Bowls is going to feel underwhelming in his career? There are so many great quarterbacks that don't get into a good system. How many, outside of really Tom Brady were drafted into an organization with a Hall of Fame first coach and then an A-minus head coach in Mike Tomlin afterwards, was had a great scouting department that was constantly bringing in great talent and arguably the greatest ownership group in the NFL. I mean, Big Ben had all the advantages. He had all of the advantages. And they gave him, arguably at the same time, the best running back and the best receiver in the game. I can't remember another time... In, where a quarterback had the best running back and the best receiver at his disposal. And he couldn't keep it together. And when people called them out, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, I'll say it again, got to call out Big Ben. Got to call out Big Ben. There are multiple aspects to this problem that has been brewing and has ultimately come to a head in Pittsburgh. But just calling out Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown isn't fair. You have to look at the whole organization, the head coach, general manager, but most importantly, you have to look at Big Ben. And you have to watch this video because I've never seen anything like that. And Big Ben got his way, even after that. His offensive coach eventually got fired because Big Ben didn't want him there. And it makes you wonder, 
And I think you're going to see people look at his career with a little bit more scrutiny now. Has this happened before? I mean, that old adage where there's smoke, there's fire. Could there maybe be another clip out there where we purposely see him fumbling or throwing a pig? It's, it, it, you can't be shocked now because we've seen this video. And I know that there's a little bit of gray area, and he'll deny that it was on purpose. But you watch that video, and my first thought when you look at it in context, you're like, man, they're not really making an effort. And it does seem to me like Big Ben isn't really trying to hold on to the football. And if it is true, and I believe it is, that should be an indictment on Big Ben. Because think about it. If this happened to a college kid, this happened to a high school kid, hell, if this happened to a quarterback with lesser talent than Ben Roethlisberger, they would be on the street the next day. Heck, if this was in the NFL and some mid-range quarterback did that, they probably would be cut from the team that night or they would never see the field again. It, it I, I, I'm, I'm lost for words. I can't believe this has happened. But all I'm going to say is, you can give Le'Veon Bell a share of his blame for this, what's happened in Pittsburgh. You can give Antonio Brown grief for some of the ways he's handled things, but you have to. You have to throw in Big Ben there. Because at the end of this day, if he doesn't win another Super Bowl, when we look back on his career, I think we'll look at a little bit of disappointment saying, you got that great organization, that great front office, that head coach, and they put arguably the best running back and receiver around you for an extended period of time, and you couldn't win another Super Bowl, you couldn't win another Super Bowl with all that you've been provided and all the advantages that you've had that really 26 other quarterbacks, probably close to the 27-28 in this league, don't have and will never have in their career. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest content. Lots of great football stories coming out this week. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any of that, of course, on richsportstalk.com and on our multiple feeds. Make sure you like and subscribe. But until next time, I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on Rich Sports Talk.